We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of the show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Coming off of a winless week, the division limps into week 16. It feels like the Grinch stole Christmas for the NFC East. John, all of our teams struggling very badly last week. How are you? Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's uh, that pretty much summed it up, man. Couldn't couldn't freaking buy a win in the NFC East this week, and uh, I think we were riding a little bit too high on some of these teams last week, Brian. So I'm a little nervous to see how the uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles fare out the rest of the way. Um, no no faith in uh, in the Giants or the Commanders still. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about those Cowboys and Eagles and uh, if they can bounce back. Uh, let, but let's start off uh, in New Orleans where the Tommy DeVito magic has officially worn off, guys. A dominant win by the Saints here, 28-6. Um, so, yeah, obviously, if your offense is uh, is only going to score two field goals in an NFL game, not looking real good. Um, I, I believe Tyrod Taylor um, even ended up finishing um, the, the football game at quarterback for the Giants. 24-6, excuse me, was the, was the final. Um, the Saints actually played pretty damn good in this game. Derek Carr. Uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions. One of his better games um, in a Saints uniform. Alvin Kamara gets 100 total yards, as he so often does. Over on the Giants side, Tommy DeVito had a 14 quarterback rating. Uh, Saquon Ooh. Barkley, only 14 rushing yards. The one positive I'll say for the Giants is Darren Waller was healthy um, for the first time with um, coming off a hamstring in about six weeks. He had four catches for 40 yards. So anybody who's playing out there in uh, a fantasy semifinal this week, if you can get Darren Waller back in your lineup, that's a nice, uh, nice little boost. But, but yeah, uh, the Tommy thing was was fun while it lasted. John, I, I, I hope he starts the rest of the season, and we and we see some more, um, you know, funny memes from his family. But uh, I think that's all she wrote. How about you? Yeah, I mean, this was just kind of an example, and I feel like we kind of hinted at it going into the preview last week. But like, it's, he's playing a, a real legitimate defense. Um, yes, you know, and this was just uh, bound to happen at some point, and it just so happens that it happens against the Saints. Um, but again, top defense. I mean, give him kudos. He didn't throw in any interceptions or anything like that. I don't know. He may yeah. have fumbled, um, but the Giants overall took seven sacks. I don't know for sure if all those seven are. Were, uh, were for DeVito. Uh, maybe Tyrod took one or two. But, yeah, again, this was bound to happen. I don't know that it necessarily diminishes Tommy DeVito in in, in a ton because, like, yeah. he kind of is what he is. And uh, like you said, we're all just – we're still having fun with it. You know, hopefully the kid's all right. I think he – like you said, he uh, – I think he went out of the game, possibly concussed or something like that. Um, I know Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor – Yeah. 
Yeah, so I uh, hope he's all right, and I hope they continue to have fun with it. And, and again, hope, hope, like you said, we hope continue to get more memes about old Tom. Yes, it's it's good content. Uh, Jay Ludz is joining us tonight. Ludz, I know not a whole lot of meat on the bone for uh, Giants Saints. And any thoughts you want to share? Jay Ludz is oh. uh, probably t- attending to his uh, his family. Maybe yeah, perhaps right actually, now. Brandon, <laughs> as you just mentioned that, I kind of just glanced at the. Uh, the stat sheet here, and you mentioned uh, Saquon Barkley with hardly any rushing yards. Tommy DeVito is yeah. actually their leading rusher with four carries for 36 yards. So oh, rough. That, that's rough. Uh, if that's any indication of how this game went for them. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, another team, the NFC East, who ended up using uh, two quarterbacks. John, I want to get your opinion on that. Uh, Washington yeah. Commanders take the loss at the hands of the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, we were, we were uh, on with the Rams last week. We talked about how at the time they were six and seven. They're one of the, the, uh, the better six and seven teams now, seven and seven teams, the Rams get into the playoffs. I would not want to play them. They look real dangerous right now. Matthew Stafford threw a couple touchdowns in this game. He looked very good. Kyron Williams continues his miraculous season, 152 uh, rushing yards, got in the end zone again. Seems like he's one of the true, like, only bell cow backs in the NFL who gets, like, 25 to 30 carries yeah. every game. Uh, and he's Cooper not, Cup, like, a bell cow-sized running back, right? Like, No. No, he's he just uh, – it's crazy how at the beginning of the year, you know, they had Cam Akers, and uh, there was just this kid from Notre Dame, Kyron Williams, and he has just taken the league by storm. Um, one, of the, one of the better running backs in the NFL this season. Cooper Cup turned back the clock. He looks like his old self, goes for 100 yards in the touchdown on obviously a very beatable commander's secondary. And the Rams just do enough to get the win. But the commanders were sparked um, in the fourth quarter, John, by one Jacoby Brissett. Comes in the game and throws a touchdown to Terry McLaurin, throws a touchdown to Curtis Samuel, gets you guys within a one-score game. What are your thoughts going forward? I know Sam Howell will be starting this coming week. We'll talk about that game here in a little bit. But would you like to see Jacoby Brissett get any playing time to end the season? Um, I don't know that I would like to see Brissett play. And if if it's any reason, it's just because, you know, sometimes in the NFL, that backup quarterback, Tommy DeVito, whoever it may be, sometimes can spark an offense. And to be honest with you, I'm at the point now where I know Jacoby Brissett's not my quarterback uh, of the future. Sam Howell, somewhat still in question. I think we've gotten a decent sample size of him. I mean, I think that it's his team at this point. He should be given the opportunity to uh, play out the season um, as the starter. But also, in my opinion, Sam, and this is not necessarily a knock on Sam. He's a rookie quarterback, essentially. But he gives us the best chance to lose. Uh, I I (laughs) think that some of that spark with Brissett could and energize the team or um you know energize some of the players on offense to and also i mean to to say anything about Brissett's play he was he had a quick release like you mentioned he threw two touchdowns he showed that veteran moxie to identify man coverage quickly and he was kind of just chunking it up to terry mclaurin man terry mclaurin with a bunch of big plays and obviously one of them being a touchdown um yeah i think i i think all in all I would like to see Sam continue out the year uh, also because it kind of gives us the opportunity, I think, to be uh, more in a position to lose and get closer to a top draft. draft. Highly. 
Do you um, imagine regard- that, John, uh, in Commander's Nation? I'm uh, sorry to interject. Interject. Uh, you throw the ball to Terry McLaurin, and the guy makes plays and gets in the end zone. Oh yeah. Who would have thought? Like yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> um, or two, uh, one touchdown, I think. But regardless, yeah, uh, you're right. Throw the ball to Terry McLaurin, and good things happen. Um, the only thing that does worry me about Brissett's success, and like I mentioned, he's just kind of throwing it up to Terry, but he's identifying that Terry's in man coverage and he's just relying on his wide receiver. And it worries me that maybe in the, in the amount of time that we've had to assess Biennemi as an offense coordinator and play caller, it kind of makes me nervous that it's hard to get a good assessment of either him or Sam Howell because Sam's learning a new system, essentially a rookie quarterback. Then it's hard to assess Biennemi because you've got a rookie quarterback who may not be making the right decisions. So is it on the play calling? Is it on the scheme or is it on the quarterback play? And, you know, it's so positives and negatives Uh, defensively. I kind of figured, you know, that uh, I I called this game pretty close. I figured uh, Stafford would, would have a day either Cooper cup or Nakua would probably go off. They both did pretty well. Um, and then, you know, we gave the honorable mention to Tyler Higby. He didn't have um, a huge stat line, but he did make a couple impact plays. I mean, it's just we're just a struggling, struggling defense. And we'll talk more about that uh, in the week's preview. But, yeah, I mean, this is just a ride it out. I mean, end of a, a season that we knew was going to be kind of a weird transition. So it is what it is. Growing pains for sure. All right, uh, let, let's let the losses continue to roll. Uh, now I want to go to a game that I was more disappointed in, I think, than any game this season. Even when the 49ers dismantled the Dallas Cowboys, it was still early in the season, and I could look past it. But this is December football. There has been this growing narrative around Dallas that they're a home fraud and that when they go on the road, they'll be exposed. And I, if we would have went out to Buffalo and lost 39 or 31 to 28 or something like that, I could have at least, well, yeah, we, we came to play. Buffalo's a tough team. They're very, they're red hot right now. But that's not what happened here. 31 to 10, completely dominated by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, James Cook in this dominant Buffalo running game all of a sudden, past few weeks, all of a sudden Buffalo uh, and James Cook, have really become a thing. So if this team gets in the playoffs, watch out. They are hot. Uh, but James Cook had... 221 total yards 179 of those yeah coming on the ground the cowboys score their only touchdown with like two minutes left in the game or else it's 31 to three i mean this 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 is almost a shutout other than albury getting a field goal like he always does Dak prescott looked like the Dak prescott of of 2022 threw an interception probably could have thrown three a few uh, lucky balls that that weren't caught by the defenders Nothing went right in this game. Tony Pollard had like 11 carries for 50 yards, so we were getting some chunks in the in the run game. But when you're losing by three scores, you know, by the second quarter, there's nothing you can do that then try to play catch up, and it just wasn't happening. And my defense, Micah Parsons in, in, in that Dallas, that vaunted Dallas defense. I mean, I, with all due respect, Josh Allen's one of the better quarterback talents I've seen in this league in a long time. But we're dominated, and Josh Allen only had 98 yards passing. Like this was this was a complete run the ball down your throat. Um, you could blame so Brian, it on the actually, fact. Uh, I'm happy you just said that because I kind of I have a quick question for you. So we talked last week about you know Dak maybe Josh Allen being the new Dak Prescott this year and vice versa. Yeah. 
Obviously, Dak kind of reverts a little bit here. But this wasn't a typical Josh Allen kind of game. He didn't do what we expected. So my question that I was going to ask you as you kind of got into your Dallas defense here was, do you think that this game plan caught Dallas off guard? That's a great point. Because Stephon Diggs hardly involved, and James Cook just heavily involved. Josh Allen makes his comments at the end of the game. I don't know if you saw it, but he said, I feel like I was a part of a class project. I got an A, and I didn't do anything. Yeah, I like that. No, I think you're absolutely right because Dan Quinn is a fantastic defensive coordinator. I, I believe he will be a head coach here in the coming months once the season ends. He he was completely outcoached by, I think, the Bills' offensive coordinator is Joe Brady now because they fired Ken Dorsey a few weeks ago. So, like, all of a sudden, yeah. this interim offensive coordinator is running circles around one of, the, one of the better defensive coordinators in the league. It's a good point. We were probably taken off guard, but do we not have the pieces and the talent to make adjustments at halftime? Um, we were we're missing Jonathan Hankins, our big run stuffer. Um, so the rookie Maisie Smith is getting more playing time. But I looked at the the chart of James Cook's runs. A lot of these are coming off tackle, so it's not all right up the gut. So it's this this is a this is a complete team effort. All eleven guys, include and and the coaching staff, completely outplayed. If there's one positive, it's the fact that you know the Cowboys are ten and four, and when you're a ten and four football team, and you can put on the tape and and get in your team's ass. You know, it's, it's at least they could they're not reading their own press clippings this week and about how great they are coming off that Philadelphia win. So maybe before, you know, we, we clinched a playoff spot as is Philadelphia. So so we limp into the playoffs, you know, kind of backdoor into the playoffs, if you will. So at least we, we're in the tournament. And that's all you have to be in the NFL. We've seen the Green Bay Packers with Rodgers and Eli Manning uh, come New from York a six seed and, 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 and win the Super Bowl. So the season is certainly not lost. But as of right now, we would have to go to San Francisco or Philadelphia or even Detroit looked good last week. I don't think the Cowboys could win two road playoff games. I might give them one gutsy effort. I do not see them taking a, a road to the Super Bowl. Who knows? Um, Jay Luds will come on in a little bit. Those Tampa Bay Buccaneers looked pretty damn good. Baker Mayfield had one of the best games of his career. I don't ah, feel baby. so good about coming. Ah. <laughs> I don't feel so good about coming down to Tampa for that wild card game. But John, what do you what do you think? Um, like is Stephen A. Smith and all the Cowboy haters are there, right? Are we truly fra- frauds, or is this just us stubbing our toe as we get into the playoffs? Gosh, I want to imagine that it was really you guys just stubbing your toes, but it's just the history, the last decade or so of the Cowboys. Like it just feels like, oh man, here we go again, right? Like yes. when it comes to real players, uh, real teams on the road, this is what the Cowboys are going to give you. So I feel like you have all. Uh, authority, all uh, yeah. all leeway to feel nervous about this loss, Brian, because it just it is what it is with the Cowboys. It seems to be their trend. They've played so good this season, though. I mean, better than any season past that I can think of. So I think that's the one reserve that I'm still holding on to for your boys is that I feel like they're they can still muster up the competitive strength, even on the road in a playoff game when the whole world is against them because everybody hates the Cowboys. Um, yes, they do. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I, I again, I kind of, you know, showed my hand there. Well, my thinking on how this game kind of, you know, schemed up for the Buffalo Bills, I think, I do think, you know, obviously good teams can make adjustments, but when you're, when the game gets out of hand and you're struggling on defense, I mean, it can just kind of snowball on you. And I think that's kind of where things went uh, in this game. I think Dallas probably came in thinking, 
we're going to smack the Bills in the mouth. And you get a new offensive play caller on the Buffalo Bills side of the ball who, I mean, really, when you look at it, when you look back at it, like James Cook has not done this all year long. Like they've, no. they've struggled in the run game at times and been kind of hesitant to use him, it felt like. Um, so the fact that he was able to do this, again, I think a product of maybe catching, uh, catching the Cowboys off guard. Um, I don't think that if, for say, some wild way, you guys met them again in the Super Bowl. I don't yeah. think that this would be the same outcome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, D- again, Dak has played so good all year. This offense has mustered up so many points and so many good drives all year long, just really looking like a good, efficient football team, as much as I hate to say that um, about your Cowboys. I, it's just a stub toe. I, it, it's, the narrative, of course, is going to be, again, Dallas can't beat good teams, can't beat teams on the road. I just think it might be a stub toe in this incident. Or maybe it's just Buffalo getting revenge for those 1990s Super Bowl and the NFC East kick, <laughs> kicked it in their teeth four years in a row, two of those being four the Dallas Cowboys. But but good for Buffalo on this. Like I said, they're red hot. If they sneak into the playoffs, uh, watch out for them. Uh, and for the Cowboys, just 7-0 and at home. Now they're 3-4 and on the road, a losing record. They almost... I think they score about 40 points in Jerry's world and only about 20 on the road. So like the home to road splits, they're frightening. So, so I hope uh, we play uh, a very tough team on the road this week. We'll talk about that here in a minute. So hopefully we can get our stuff together, but let's finish up our week 15 recap going into Monday night football where the Philadelphia Eagles with that Dallas Cowboys loss, they had an opportunity to hop back um, in, in first place in the NFC East but they falter to the Seattle Seahawks led by Drew Locke. A, a rainy Monday night. Um, Jalen Hurts had to fly in a separate plane from the team because he was so sick, but he showed up wearing all Michael Jordan gear, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be his flu game. And Jalen uh, ran the ball um, extremely well um, f- for Philadelphia. Didn't have the best day throwing, but 82 yards, two rushing touchdowns, but Two turnovers, uh, two inter- two costly interceptions, uh, both of them by the, the safety love for uh, the Seahawks. It looked like, you know, Philadelphia pretty much outplayed Seattle for large portions of this game. But then at the end, um, perhaps a mispass interference call, and then it's just a, a miraculous juggling catch by DK Metcalf doing what he does to keep the drive alive. And then Drew Locke throws probably the prettiest ball of his career to Jackson Smith and Jigba. Makes another beautiful catch, the rookie at Ohio State. Um, and Seattle gets a last-minute victory, keeps their playoff hopes alive. Um, I'm sure Geno Smith will be back for them. But I was I was happy for Drew Locke. For Philadelphia, I mean, this is three losses in a row. Uh, so it's very scary. You know, er- earlier in the season, San Francisco had three losses in a row. But Debo was hurt. Uh, McCaffrey was banged up. Trent Williams was hurt. So they, they kind of had some reasons for it. Philadelphia, that's, for the most part, that second pick, that second pick by Love was nasty, dude. That toe, that was, that yeah, toe tap, toe tap. Anyway, sorry, yes. sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm pretty much done with um, Eagles. Uh, I'm I'm concerned. I still think, like like I said, as with Dallas, they clinch a playoff spot. They're into the tournament. They have purchased their ticket to the dance, but three losses in a row at this point in the season, something needs to change. I don't know, like they. Like they got Matt Patricia calling defensive plays now. Like Sean yeah. Desai is still their quote unquote defensive coordinator, but now Patricia's calling <clears> plays. I know John, what do you think? More more of a, a red flag um for the Eagles um than Dallas? Yeah, absolutely. Um that's exactly what I was just gonna say. This was a bigger loss for Philadelphia than 
the Dallas loss to Buffalo. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. We've kind of talked about the Seattle Seahawks the last couple of weeks because they played NFC East teams, and they are a decent 6-7, and seven, whatever they are now, 7-7 seven and seven team. Yeah. But 7-7 seven and seven now. But, uh, man, Philadelphia, like how do you go down? I know you're on the road, but you're just a better team all around. How do you go down to the Drew Locke-led Seattle Seahawks? <laughs> um, I'll tell you how. You turn the ball over, which is very – as in his early on in his career, it's not been typical of Jalen Hurts, but it has plagued him a little bit this year. Um, and they can't continue to do that. They can't continue to not run the ball well or rely too heavily on Jalen if they don't have the rest of the run game moving. And defensively, uh, these uh, these cornerbacks for for uh, Philadelphia are definitely a, a cause cause for concern. Yes, um, is when you Slay got, is out. I know now. Now Slay is going to be out. So um, definitely a big worry. Um, definitely a big worry because. Um, as you mentioned, it seems to be chaos now added to the defense with the change in coordinators. Um, so I'm not sure how much better this is going to get throughout the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, uh, I think if you're Philadelphia fans, you're definitely nervous. This is not uh, not the same teams that you were looking at the last two years. So I think that they do still have the ability to kind of right the ship. Um, another interesting thing that I heard about um, – I was listening to McAfee today, and they talked about the penalty on Jason Kelsey on that tush-push play. Mm-hmm. And they were basically saying, watch for this to happen more often now because there's you know, there's been rumblings that they're going to vote on this and the commissioner doesn't like it. They want to get rid of the play possibly. Is this an attempt to get rid of the play without getting rid of the play? Now, by throwing the flag. By, yes. Well, so I growing up, I played center, right? And you know – when you get down to the ball, you can't move the ball. You definitely can't move the ball forward. But apparently, right. you know, even in the NFL, I mean, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? So <laughs> this is something typical that centers kind of do. Kelsey moves that ball forward twice from his stance. Yes. Um, and then on top of that, at first when I watched the video, I watched it without sound, and he puts his hand down next to the football. He basically gets into a four-point stance for these, for these right. plays. I thought that that's what they called. Maybe he had his hand a little too far out or something. But then I, I saw the recap again and, uh, and and listened with some audio. And yeah, so they may be looking for stuff on this play now. I mean, they kind of did. Uh, they got a false start a couple of games ago. So I thought that was yeah. pretty interesting. Just one other thing that's kind of kind of go against Philadelphia there because uh, that that play can be so successful for them. But yeah, this team's got to figure it out. Um, I think it's pretty apparent. Um, obviously I mentioned the turnovers and the defense not playing well, but remember guys, they lost both their coordinators in the off season. So yes, that's tough to come back from and, and it's showing. Jay Lutz, any thoughts, um, to, uh, for, uh, the winless week of the NFC East, um, in, in week 15, as I get into my quarterback rankings here, we keep losing Luds. Luds will be back as I promise. He's, uh, he will be back with his picks. <laughs> All right. Around. So I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> uh, let, let's get into the quarterback rankings. John, this week I wanted to have some fun. Uh, I got in fourth place. Uh, I'm going to say DeVito's back down to fourth. Uh, just, not, just not a good game for, for DeVito. In the first place. Tommy Cutlets. Bloods uh, is back. Um, I'm going to give I'm going to give Sam Howell third place. Tied for second. Two quarterbacks. Um, 
who did not have their best game, but I think will rebound. Uh, Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott, number one this week for me. It's got to be Jacoby Brissett. Guy comes Jacoby in eight Brissett, for, baby. Eight for ten, two touchdowns. <laughs> some, brought some juice to the Commanders. So yeah, for this week, Jacoby, you deserve that number one spot, sir. Um, I, I hope you uh, perhaps give some playing time going forward. He certainly earned it. This buds for All you, right. Jacoby. This buds for you. Cheers, Jacoby. All right, <laughs> let's get in to week 16 guys week 16 is going to be a fun week because we got football on saturday christmas eve is sunday so we got we got games all day sunday and then monday we get a triple header on christmas day so if if you're a football fan we got bowl games this weekend too um it's gonna just gonna be a lot of fun let's uh let's start off our week 16 preview with a real barn burner that's going to be your washington commanders john versus the oh, New God. York Jets. Uh, Jets are favored by three in this game. I guess it's because they're the home team. I don't know. Um, Sam Howell will get the start at uh, quarterback. I don't know why. I'm going to say the Commanders win this game. I did my football pool today, and I picked Washington. And my reasoning for Please that, I, I, I just think the Jets – looked so terrible last week they got shut out by miami i believe miami beat them 30 to nothing they like they couldn't could not even move the football at least at least go ahead so you're going against your your always classic cowherd take yes yes even the t even the team that looks like (laughs) shit last week is not gonna rebound because they are the new york jets I don't know what the hell's going on with them like they activated aaron Rodgers technically although they said he's not going to play very strange reindeer games they're playing, and I'll save that for the Christmas season with the Aaron Rodgers thing. Obviously, you're not going to bring back an almost 40-year-old quarterback six months after an Achilles tear for what? Behind this makeshift offensive line with one viable weapon in Garrett Wilson, like there's no way, like get him healthy, uh, retool this team in the draft and free agency and give it a go next year. Sounds like I would imagine Zach Wilson will be the quarterback for the Jets. So I'll give us um, an edge and quarterback to the commanders, whether Sam struggles and Jacoby's got to come in or Sam gets back to his early season form. I think the commanders have a better quarterback. The Jets certainly do have a better defense, though. So I'm excited to see the matchup of the Washington weapons, those receivers. I hope Brian Robinson is healthy. Do, John, do you know if he is he going to be back this week? I don't know. I haven't seen any practice statuses on him yet. Um, it was a hamstring issue, and sometimes, you know, those things can linger. So I'm not right. sure yet. If he doesn't play, I don't feel nearly as good in my pick. But I'm going to go with the upset here. I'll say commanders. Um, 19 to 17 and an ugly low scoring game. How about you, John? Yeah, man, this is not a sexy game. JP and Finley, uh, sorry, JP Finley did a solo show today and he was basically having fun with the schedule this week and trying to figure out if there were any, any worse games on the docket, uh, for for this week of it. And I'm not sure that there are, um, I mentioned in the pre-pod to you guys, uh, this is the 32nd ranked offense with the jets going up against the 32nd ranked defense of the commanders. So um, I don't know which one's more difficult to do in this day and age of football. I mean, with so many (laughs) rules that, you know, are geared towards the offense, I want to say that it's got to be harder to be that crappy on offense, but like they have some weapons though, man. I mean, I know the offensive line's not great, but like they got Garrett Wilson, as you mentioned, um, and, and they've got Brees Hall, who at times this this year has looked very explosive like he did last year. So it's good um, back. 
I I don't think we win this game, Brian. I think that uh, while they've got a very bad offense and we have a very bad defense, um, I do think that we've shown uh, in the past uh, this season that we can be a great bounce back team uh, for for poor quarterback play. So yes. I, I don't necessarily know that Zach Wilson is going to have a great game, but I don't necessarily believe at all that he's going to have a bad game. Um, I think yeah. this is a good opportunity for them. To, both both teams. Let's we're not. Let's not just be clear. We're not joking around. Like both teams are completely out of playoff contention. So this <laughs> yeah. game is all, this game might as well be preseason. Um, but on the flip side, uh, our offense versus a very good Jets defense. Regardless of what happened in Miami, we are not Miami. We're not that talented. So I think this could be another tough game for Sam. And you mentioned it before. Uh, could possibly see another Jacoby Brissett sighting. Not that I necessarily want it. I just don't. Yeah. With the with it kind of just seemed like flim flam, like a little flimsy, little like off the cuff to why Ron Rivera even started Brissett. Like he said he wanted the health of Sam or wanted to keep him protected or something. It was not like he was taking a bunch of hits or getting sacked a ton uh, versus the Rams. So could see it. Um, could see it. But I do think one thing that they won't want to do is they if he starts if he throws a pick or two early, then yeah. you can see the tide change. I think they don't want him to get embarrassed by a, a defense and just start throwing sure. interceptions left and right. And guys like Sauce Gardner, uh, obviously the opportunity is there. Like <laughs> yeah. Jets have the defense to do it. So yeah, I think uh, it's a pretty straightforward game. I think it's going to be pretty crappy football. So if you've got something better to do. Uh, where obviously there'll be better <laughs> games to watch. I would do that. That's but, Chris. It's Christmas um, Eve. Spend time with your family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I'll take this one. Uh, Commanders 10, Jets 13. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're both on a pretty bad game. All right, Jay Luds. Much like the NFC East, you're coming off of a rough week, but I do have faith you will bounce back. I do want to congratulate you, sir, because we are all in a massive 20-team fantasy football league, ultra-competitive league, and you, sir, have advanced to the semifinals. So good luck this week. Um, where rookie. Do you feel, rookie, too. Uh, First year in the yeah, league. Yeah, you hey, are. Luds, I'm glad you mentioned that. You know my old man's the commissioner. He did mention – there is a $50 rookie fee if you win uh, your first year. To, to he's upset because I knocked out two of your family members, so he's a little better. He, you are coming at the Warmans rather strong. Yeah. All right, Luds. Well, good luck this weekend. What do you think? Jets, three-point favorites at home. So, as you guys mentioned, I mean, 32nd ranked offense faces the 32nd ranked defense. <laughs> I think I'll take the higher scoring offense all day, honestly. Um yeah. Even though Washington's on the road, the Jets have just absolutely looked pathetic under Zach Wilson. Uh, they already announced Rodgers is going to be out because the game's not even worth anything to him. Uh, but I think Rodgers did announce actually he's going to be back next season. So going to be interesting yeah, sure. what they going to be interesting to look, see what they look like next year. But I think Hal shows out, man. I think it's getting towards the end of the year here. I think he's playing for his job, honestly, because we know Washington's probably going to have a top seven, eight pick. Yeah. And, I can definitely see how having a decent game. I mean, I know the Jets' D line's pretty strong, so he's just got to be smart with the football, get rid of it quick. But I, I got it in an ugly one too. But I got Washington plus the points, seventeen okay. ten. Washington gets a W. Wow, we're all in the Commanders to bounce well, back this week. And I'm not Commanders. <laughs> until you're uh, ten okay, to thirteen. Doug, I, sh- I shouldn't. Yeah, I should. I should know the Commanders fan will be the most realistic. <laughs> They're not fooling John. This. They're not fooling. No, John. no. 
he, nobody knows the commanders better than John. And so, so he's probably on the right side here. All right. Let's go down to South Beach now, boys. The Cowboys are going on the road again to face another tough AFC East opponent. This time, the red-hot Miami Dolphins, we just talked about it, are coming off of a 30 to nothing dominant win against their rival New York Jets. And that was without their best player, Tyreek Hill, who's nursing an ankle injury. He has not practiced yet this week, but growing optimism is that he will be able to suit up. We talked about it before the podcast, John, that they probably held him out against the Jets because they knew they didn't need him to rest him up for a tougher matchup against Deron Blaine and Stephon Gilmore and those Dallas Cowboys. But even without him last week, Jalen Waddle goes for 140 yards in the touchdown. Raheem Mostert sets his uh, franchise record with his 20th touchdown. Um, Devon Achan has been, you know, pretty much injured the whole season, but he's going to be active in this game. So Miami's got all their guys on that red-hot offense. And if the Cowboys show up and play defense like they did last week, it's going to be a real problem. You have to get to a tag of Viola off of his spot. You have to make him uncomfortable. If he's sitting back in the pocket, you're giving him four, five, six seconds. These ultra-fast wide receivers, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, these guys run a sub 4 They're going to get open. As much as I still love my Dallas Cowboys defensive backs, they're going to have their hands full this week. I'm with you, though, John. I think that this um, before we talked about San Francisco 49ers, when they put a big whooping on the Cowboys, the Cowboys came back. And they really showed some moxie. They won, uh, I believe, four games in a row after that. I think the Cowboys come back this week, play much better football. And it's going to be on Dak Prescott. Dak's got to get back to that MVP form that he was playing with before last week. This Dolphins defense, I would say, is slightly below average. I don't think they're a bad defense. Uh, Christian Wilkins, they have a great uh, defensive tackle that I like. Everybody knows Jalen Ramsey, one of the better defensive backs in the league. They got... Javon Holland, um, Xavier, another corner, excuse me, who's who's uh, McKinney? Who's it? Um, no, McKinney's on the Giants. No, McKinney. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting. Uh, I'm forgetting uh, a guy on on the, uh, the Xavier and Howard. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, th- but they have a they have good defensive backs in Miami. So Dak's got to watch out. Do not throw another interception. Don't get into that uh, 2022 Dak Prescott form. But I think uh, I think we can run the ball. I think we got to give the ball to Tony Pollard twenty total times. Um, you know, let's give him fifteen carries at least, five catches out of the backfield, and at least C.D. Lamb was the only Dallas Cowboy to get in the end zone last week, so he continues his um, career best season. I think the Dolphins' defense is going to have their hands full, but I think we're in for a classic here. I think this is going to be high scoring. Our over under on this game is forty nine. I'm going to say the Cowboys go down to South Beach, get it done. The Dolphins are favored, as I think they probably should be, by only a point and a half, though. But I've got Dallas 26-23. to 23, Close game, but we need it, baby. And if we don't get it, the media is going to be on our butts this week. That's for sure. How about you, John? Yeah, that's interesting You let, that you segue there because that's kind of where my thought was. Is I think the media is going to be on either of these teams, no matter who loses. Yeah. Because these two teams, at least the narrative this season, they're almost the reflections of each other in the NFC and AFC, right? Like yes. a lot of the talk has been that these are very powerful offensive teams with pretty good defenses, stout defenses, should be better than what most people think, right? Uh, or I'm sorry, should should be playing better than uh, what what maybe uh, people are seeing. Yes. And they're both they're both struggling at times to beat good teams. I mean, you look at the Dolphins; 
literally just stomping out the Denver Broncos early on this season. But then yeah. when they play decent teams, the the matchup kind of sways a little bit. So I think you could still define both of these teams as good teams. So if yeah. both teams who lose to good teams are playing each other, this makes this very difficult for me. And I feel like uh, anytime I try to get cute and play the heel and pick against your Cowboys, uh, yeah. that comes back to bite me. And then anytime I feel high on the Cowboys, that comes back to bite me. So <laughs> you can't get it this right. Game's, yeah, this game's definitely difficult to pick, man. But I, I, trends in the NFL are sometimes, you know, a little bit coincidence. But I don't think it's coincidence that Dallas struggles on the road. Um, and this is a Miami team that's gotten Jalen Ramsey back on defense, um, as you mentioned. And I think the defense has shown over the last couple of weeks that they've gotten better since he's been back. Um, and they've continued to get better throughout the season. Um, I also think that we just saw um, Dan Quinn struggle against uh, Joe Brady. Um, obviously, the game plan can kind of mess with you a little bit. But Mike McDaniels has shown himself oh. to be one of the better offensive coordinators in the league. So this He's is going to awesome. be a really interesting matchup. And uh, uh, it's going to be unique to see what he dials up. I, I think that even with a really good Dallas defense, I think that this is going to be a tough Miami offense to stop. They really are rolling. I think Tyreek Hill plays a, a good Me too. point that I heard, and I can't remember where I was listening to it. But if he wants to hit this 2,000-yard uh, mark, be the yeah. first wide receiver in NFL history to do it, he can still do it if he plays this week and averages like 117 yards, I think, per week moving forward. Okay. And then on top of that, cherry on top for him is that because he sat out a game, he would still have done it in a 16-game season. Oh. What do, like you Calvin, what do you got it, John? What's your score? Come <laughs> <laughs> on. It's a little interesting. I like it. Um, no, yeah, uh, but I do. I agree with Brian. I think it's going to be a really good game. It should it should be high scoring. Um, I'll take it uh, 24-23 Dolphins. Damn. The so they don't cover one. the spread. You don't have them covering Not the spread. Covering. No, I think it's going to be a Cowboys game. plus one and a half. Wow. Tight one. Hey, where a uh, question for you before I get into this game. Where where does Dallas rank against the run in the in the league? It's a, that's a great question. I could I can give you that for sure. I'm like debating playing Mostert or not. Probably seeing, pretty poorly after last seeing, week. Seeing, yeah, what they did, what uh, you know, Cook did last week to him. I'm like, just curious. Give me a minute. I'm on uh, NFL. I'm on NFL. Just looking for fantasy <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, while you're looking that up, um, you know, Dallas has been a little exposed on the road. You know, um, Miami's rolling. But every team in the NFL has a couple flop games. I mean, Dallas, you know, obviously against San Fran, obviously last week against Buffalo. But you can't hang your head too low because those two losses were against some of the top teams in the league. Um, you know, it's not like you're losing to the Browns. You know, an average team that, that's solid. You, you're not losing to Detroit, even though I like Detroit a lot. But you know, Buffalo and, and uh, Buffalo and San Fran are two of some of the top two teams the last you know few years. Absolutely. In the so you can't hang your head too low. Um, I think Dan Quinn's had this game circled for weeks. I think Dan Quinn is going to have this defense ready to go. Uh, you know, after the first few weeks in the season, you see how well that Miami's been playing. Like I said, I think Dan Quinn's had his eyes on this game. And I, I think Dallas shows up, man. I, I got Dallas in a close one. I know B had it 26-23. I actually got it 24-21. 
little less points. Nice. I, I think Dallas gets a field goal. I think they win by a field goal, man. And Aubrey's been on fire. Oh, I think Aubrey. that they're anywhere in the area for a field goal. He's going to nail it. And, uh, yeah, I just think – I think Dallas's defense can play well enough to keep them somewhat mm. contained. And I, I think they have a big bounce back week this week, and they need to do that. And, you know, on top of it, I wanted to comment earlier, it's just – I don't think always it's so much just Dallas always being Dallas and, and choking, I should say, but Dallas is just America's team, so they always have high expectations every season. It doesn't yeah. matter if they're average or good or, 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 you know, not below average. It's just they're always going to have that expectation. So, you know, even the players know that, and you got to sit out there and play and think about that every week. So it's it's tough, but I think uh, – I, I'm I, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I'm proud of Dallas this year. I, I like the way Dak's been playing, and they've really played as a team. And you know, losing uh, their corner, uh, tell me his name, B, but Trayvon to, Diggs, losing Diggs, man, early in the year, and just the way they've bounced back. I think this is going to be an emotional game for them going down to Miami, and they want to show the world that they can play on the road. So, uh, I think it'd be nice momentum for them heading into the playoffs too. It's just hopefully it doesn't carry too far into the Bucks playoff game here in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is their last big. Um, and let's answer your question. We are ranked 19th against the run, so okay, bottom so half in the, the NFL. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. in the middle a little bit. Yeah, this is know. a. So you're you're considering starting Mostert, and right now you got Speaking him on the bench. About it, but I'd have to bench Garrett Wilson probably. I think, but it's that's, tough. I mean, dude, Washington's that's it's been so bad in the second you got but a like good you team. Said, that's most sure. it's got like 20 touchdowns. So it's like, God, it's yes. hard. It's hard benching him. More Makes, touchdowns yeah. than he scored the the entirety of the beginning of his career before yeah. before this year. That's wild. Career year for Raheem Mostert. And this mm-hmm. really is, led to your point, the, the last big road test for Dallas before the playoffs. No offense to the Washington Commanders. We do go on the road to Washington <laughs> in, week eight, in, in week 18. But um, you never know. They watched to beat us in week 18 last year. But this is, you know, this is Christmas Eve. Everybody is going to be with their families. This is the 430 Fox game. This game is going to get big ratings. Last week's Buffalo game got big ratings. A lot of people are going to be watching this. So come, uh, you know, all of your first takes and undisputed and all these debate shows Monday morning. People are going to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Let's give them something good to talk about, guys. Okay. Now, um, on Christmas Day, we have an NFC East feast as you're sitting down and eating your roast beast or honey-baked ham or turkey. Whatever you're doing with the family, I hope you you all enjoy it and have a safe Chicken holiday. cutlets. Cutlets. Tommy will definitely be eating cutlets, <laughs> but Tommy's going to have to wait till after the game because at 4.30, the Giants are traveling to Philadelphia for an NFC East battle against their rival Eagles. Now, everybody knows the, the Eagles beat the Giants not once, not twice, Three times last year, swept them in the regular season and then beat them in the second round of the playoffs to advance to the NFC championship. And if, if, if the if the Giants could have kept that magic going, if they could have beaten the Saints and Tommy DeVito looked presentably, you know, just just better than average and, and, and threw a touchdown and, and everybody was was throwing up the DeVito sign. I would have thought that maybe be the Giants could knock them off. I still believe that the fact that the Giants and Eagles play two times the next three weeks. I think the Eagles could be susceptible to a loss in one of those. Yeah. I don't think it's right here. It's right here is just not the time. The Eagles are at home. The fans are going to be fired up because those Eagles fans, as much as they're going to trash their team this week on all the, the morning radio shows, they know that a three-game losing streak is bad. A four-game losing streak might just break the straw on the camel's back, and they might not have any momentum going into the playoffs. 
The Eagles need this win badly. Vegas, I think, is indicative showing the Eagles are going to win on a 12-point spread. That seems that seems too big for me. I mean, I know – yeah. I, so I got the Giants plus 12. I think they play much better than they did last week. Brian Dable will have them coached up. As I said, watch out for Darren Waller. He's healthy. And the Giants don't have a whole lot of weapons. So that weak Eagles secondary has to be exposed by somebody. I'm going to say it's the big tight end. So I got Waller to get into the end zone in this game. Maybe Saquon Barkley, um, use, use it, using him as a receiver. They can find some success there. <clears throat> Giants play him competitive, but I've got the Eagles to get back on track, end that losing streak. I'll say Philadelphia 27-21. to 21. How about you, John? Um, so, yeah, I mean, as I mentioned, I, thought, I think Tommy DeVito got hurt. And I'm, I was trying to look that up real quick just to see if he was oh, actually the injury report. Out, yeah, yeah. I, um, I don't see him on an inju- on a Giants injury report right here. Okay, they might have I'm a better chance starting Tyrod Taylor this week. <clears throat> That's what I was going to say. I, I think the game will be different um, depending on who, who starts. Um, if Tommy DeVito starts, uh, possibly this game gets out of hand and the minus 12 for Philly hits. But I think there's still, even with DeVito, a, probably a fair opportunity that they keep it close enough. Um, I bet you Brian Dayball – you know, it has a lot of revenge, uh, a lot of in his heart, ready for uh, for the Eagles. Regardless, you kind of said it pretty plainly, Brian. Like the Eagles can't lose another game, they, especially at the link. Like, I just don't see it happening. We said that last week, but this is just not as competitive a team as as the Seahawks are. So, uh, regardless of what Saquon Barkley or Darren Waller can do on the offensive side of the ball, probably doubt. I, I'm assuming Jalen will be feeling better by by this week um i think so for the game yeah so probably not a lot the uh the defense on the giant side is going to be able to do to stop aj brown devonta smith maybe a little uh uh deandre swift and definitely some jalen hurts so um i'm gonna go eagles 27 giants 20. okay we're very similar, similar score right there yeah. all right let's finish us up yeah i uh I think I agree with you, B. I think one of these next two games, but I think it's going to be in New York. I, I could smell a trap game. I really can. I, yeah. I can see New York maybe squeezing one out at the end of the year. They play each other last week. Correct. I could see that being a trap game at the end of the year there, cutting the For Phillies' sure. momentum, but I think Philly dominates in this game. I think coming off that tough loss last week in Seattle, they know they lost three straight. Being at home, you know the fans are going to be on them. And like you said, I don't think Hurts played bad, and they outplayed Seattle most of the game. So I think their they defense did. really steps up. I got this actually a blowout. I'm taking Philly minus 12. I'm going 28-10. I don't think DeVito and Ballsy. Giants can do much. Saquon didn't do anything last week. Um, yeah, and I think it continues. Terrible. Yeah, I think it continues. I, I think Philly shows out this week. I don't think they could go into this thinking they can lose four straight games, especially with Dallas on their tail. So. Yeah. And Do you then guys for think the, if um, go ahead, go oh, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Lutz. Well, I was going to go with the upset parlay real quick, but if you got oh. something to add, John, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to ask you. So, if Santa Claus shows up to the link, do you think that the <laughs> Philly fans will throw batteries at him the way they've you know, done yeah. in the past? Whatever they've got in their hands, a beer, a snowball, batteries, perhaps human fecal matter, if they're near a porta potty, yeah, they'll do whatever they can. Those scumbags Awful, will show their terrible people. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're the worst. They are the absolute worst. But guys, I've never done this before in the upset parlay. I'm looking at these spreads. Oh. 
I'm doubling up. I'm doubling oh. up. I'm taking Washington plus three. I'm taking Dallas plus a point and a half. I'm doubling up on the East this week. Those are my two upsets. Two upsets. Uh, uh, I almost took it. I almost took Atlanta losing. Um, I'm drawing a blank now on who Atlanta plays, but I think they're Atlanta plays the or, Colts. Uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, I, Colts. I can almost see the Colts pulling off an upset there. I think it's plus one. But it is I'm, one point. I'm doubling up. I'm doubling up, guys. I, I believe coming off that four loss week in the NFC East last week, I feel like they're due, both these teams are due. I, I think Washington's due for a win. They're starving. The Jets are struggling offense. I think they can play well enough on defense to get the W. And I like Dallas in Miami. I like I said, I think this is a big game for Miami or uh, for Dallas and. Dan Quinn's going to have those guys ready. You rarely see Dallas struggle two weeks in a row on defense. So keep that in mind. Um, and good luck. Good luck, guys, this week. And hopefully uh, Deep Tissue Deshaun can uh, move on to the championship as well. Yes, hopefully all of our teams yeah. get a win, fantasy and reality. Um, and just a side note here, this has nothing to do with the NFC East, but just for all football fans who um, I know everyone who watches, listens to this podcast is a football fan. The last game of the week, the Monday night triple header, the the nightcap, um, Baltimore Ravens versus San Francisco 49ers, the two best teams in the NFL, two 11-3 teams, the two current number one seeds. Real treat for everybody on Christmas night to Niners. be able to watch those two teams. Got the Niners. Niners no, are favored by five and a half, I would, I would say. I, I got San Francisco because they're at home. But um, Baltimore, I mean, they got this kid, Isaiah Likely, their tight end, who's who's um, stepped in nicely for Mark Andrews. Um, they're, they're, a, they're a good team. McCaffrey, that's, that's be McCaffrey. The... one word, McCaffrey. <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought I don't know why, but I thought Brian was about to be like, yeah, the Ravens, they got this kid, um, Lamar Jackson. I don't know. Maybe he's, he's, <laughs> he's pretty he's good. I don't know if you've heard of him. Hey, now would Brock Purdy be an MVP candidate if McCaffrey wasn't there? Probably not, because they just wouldn't be that I good. Know. I feel like... I know. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's the problem with the MVP. It's yeah. the most valuable player. It's not McCaffrey. Just, yeah. All right, guys. Who is, who is the MVP? Hill. It's McCaffrey. John, if you, McCaffrey, McCaffrey. If you had a vote, if you had a vote, McCaffrey, Lutz, how about you, John? Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think it would have to be, I would give the edge to McCaffrey just because the, it, I think it helps him that the San Francisco 49ers have been more successful mm-hmm. this yeah. season. If the, if the Dolphins were, you know, a two loss team or a three loss team, like then you talk Hill. about it differently. But I mean, Tyree, yeah, yeah, then it's Hill. It's but it's one of the It'll two. Be interesting. It's not a quarterback this year. Well, there's we're no talking about different leagues too. I and mean, it, there's an MVP in each league, so Tyree could easily be the MVP. No, no, there's only no, one. They don't, oh, there's oh, only one NFL just my MVP. Fault. My fault. Yeah, my fault. Just duh, duh. And, yeah, it's usually yeah. My unfortunately, fault. there will be an offensive player of the year and an offensive player of the year. Yes, and I guarantee one of the two of them. Yeah. If they don't win the MVP, one, if not both of them, will be somewhere high in the ranks of those two. Oh, it does yeah, seem like, like, like it's that. becoming such a quarterback-centric award where it's almost like we give it to the best te- best quarterback on the best team. And right now, like I know Vegas has Brock Purdy as like the MVP favorite if you were to actually bet on it. But we'll see. If it, Purdy maybe looks great, throws four touchdowns, and beats the Ravens, he um he might seal it, but a lot of football left. Dak Prescott if could have a couple good games here. And don't sleep on Luz. I know he's not your favorite, but what if Lamar Jackson goes into San Francisco and has has a vintage game? He's still, I think, could be an empty consideration. If the Ravens finish freaking um, what would they be? 14, 15, 14 and three, you know what I'm saying? And they got a number one seed, uh, it'd be it'd be hard. He's played well. 
I'm not. I'll give him that. He's played well, but I, I would. It would be a travesty, I think, if if he won it over McCaffrey right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it look would. out for Baltimore. Um, their sensational young running back, Keaton Mitchell, tore his ACL oh, last week. It's a big, sucks. big loss for them. But good luck. Um, this week. Um, and in one final thought to everybody listening, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Do it safely and have some fun this weekend. Um, watch some football. John, any final thoughts as uh, as we go into week 16? Yeah, just one final thought as Luds decided to double down uh, in the upset parlay on the Cowboys <laughs> and the Commanders. Um, listen, Luds, Cowboys and the Commanders or old Redskins have been letting Brian and me down our entire lives. So a long time. I know. So I, I just hope it's not a rough week for you next week. Man. I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm going for it. Hey, hey, the way the NFL has been this season, you, you got to make picks like this, man. You know, like mm-hmm. it's been so, I haven't, it's I don't weird. remember the league ever being this unpredictable. I'm serious. Sure, like for sure. There have been so many upsets this year yeah it's insane Luds, any final thoughts as you get ready to be santa claus um here in a couple days yeah i got a couple more gifts i gotta get but merry christmas to everyone uh definitely wanted to to shoot that out i I don't do the happy holiday bullshit merry christmas i like uh, it i like it you know uh shitter's full Make sure you watch National Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas Vacation. That's a must. And uh, yeah, just like I always say, man, I appreciate our fans and uh, thanks for tuning in. And you know, we're getting towards the end of the year here, and I'm already already thinking and itching about the draft and getting into next season. So it's just crazy, but but yeah, appreciate this everybody. Will be, thanks. This will be episode um, kind of crazy, guys. This will be episode 98 of the feast. So our week 18 episode, right before we get in the playoffs, will be our big 100th episode. Wow, we'll nice. have to do something. Yeah, we'll have to do something yeah. special for that. Yeah, maybe um, George will show up. Yeah, maybe maybe George, maybe George will show up. George, if you're listening, we miss you. Come home, and uh, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good. Free- Free-